Hi, this is Steve Mathis, and you're watching Pulp MX Classic Commentary, and I'm here with... Rich Taylor. Uh, Rich, we're going to watch 95 Bud's Creek, and uh, you weren't here, but you were testing for Honda at the time. Yeah, you know, I, I laugh that I wasn't here because I think I hit pretty much every race that year, except for probably this one, and we're doing commentary on it. <laughs> yeah, and so there's a starting line shot of a Bradshaw, uh, Todd DeHoop, uh, Kudrowski's number seven, Levin's Big Bird or somebody. I think that's Larry. You think Larry? Yeah, Larry Ward, okay. yeah right. I'm pretty sure. Um, and uh, I don't know, it's Bruce Stratton, there's 72. Uh, yeah. This is the old start, Bud's Creek, goes up the hill. Um, Fisher, 74 I think there. That's Fisher. Wow. And basically, wow. Uh, yeah. You know what amazes me, RT, is uh, the, the crappiness of these old national tracks. Michael, maybe. <laughs> you know, yeah, they didn't groom them in between motos. A lot different uh, than it is today. And the gate drops right there. There we go. Well, that was Lewis there, 15, I think. Yeah, probably, huh? And this is the old start, which comes up straight up a hill. And uh, look at the dust. It was funny. Straight straight up. There's no starts like that now into a, into a quick hairpin. And it was a short start. That's Stratton on the ground right there. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and this is there's Mike LaRocco, number one, the defending champion. He's out front. This is his, you may not know this, RT, but this is his first race back after breaking his wrist or arm. And he just came right back out and uh, grabbed the lead. And look at him. He's, uh, he's on it. A little refreshed, maybe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, there's a Henry number four, MC's number three, Albie, Emig. Albie with the 1 1 1. Mm hmm. Albie, when he came over, he was going to take over the world, right? I mean, he Roger bet on him, big on him. I think everyone. Yeah, everyone. Uh, he was the hype that year. Look at Factory Phil. <laughs> that thing started. Yeah. We'll Two strokes. see if. Uh, yeah, see if uh, Albie can manhandle that old Suzuki around this track. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so you were uh, a, a Honda R&D guy for production bikes, but you worked closely with the race team back in. Yeah, back in, back then I was doing all the production testing every day, man. Honda had us so busy. You know, Honda is just an incredible company where they, you know, they would just test and test and test, and they wanted the best no matter what. Mm -hmm. um, but actually, the, the two weeks before this race, I was doing full-blown race team testing. Um, it's pretty funny. The bike Henry's riding right here is a, is a setting we came up with. Um, the, basically, the week before this race, we came up with a completely uh -huh. new kind of setup for the frame, suspension. You know, geometries might have been a little bit different <laughs> on that bike. Uh, so you're saying MC is on his 93 bike right here? Yeah, Bump, MC, like, MC wanted nothing to do with changing up. He liked what he had, mm -hmm. and uh, he would ride what we would come up with, but he always went back to, to his, his, you know, his proven right. setup. And, and Henry's riding the, uh, the, the, the new settings, let's say. Henry's riding a brand new setting right. at this race, <laughs> and it was, it was an awesome setting. I remember just getting on the bike, and, and we, you know, we came up with the settings, and it was so good. It was mm -hmm. really good. And, uh, and what about this, this bike in particular, though, was a good bike, right? 95 CR250? Oh, man. There was, there was no better. These race team motors that these guys are using right here are incredible. And, I mean, I can't even explain it. Today, I bet you could get on that bike and go just as fast. Any one of us average guys would go just as fast on it as any new 450 CRF or whatever. Really? Um, and there's uh, Art Ekman interviewing uh, Big Mike LaRocco, always a cheerful personality. Yeah, let's Big Mike. see if he... Uh, if he smiles at all. Yeah, and uh, there's Fro. Fro's starting to come into his own this year, um, you know, more and more. And uh, and then right behind him is Albie, the uh, three-time world champion at this point. First year in America. 
uh, kind of a train wreck, especially in Supercross. Yeah, you know, I don't know if he agreed with the bike so much. Back then, mm -hmm. those RMs were a little bit of a handful. They were big and wide and... and you know, they, he just, and he was out to prove something. So he was giving it 110% everywhere on the track all mm -hmm. the time. You can watch him. I bet he's all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, pretty good battle here for the top five, five guys going at it. The fun thing to watch is watch Jeremy, man. It, he'll, like, charge, but then he kind of just sits back and rides and kind of cruises and still goes as fast as everyone. And then yeah. he'll charge a little bit and pass somebody and then kind of cruise a little bit, it looks like. Yeah. He's just so fluid and it makes it look so easy compared this, to the other guys. This was the year that he dedicated himself to outdoors and he really wanted to win an outdoor title because everyone had been saying he was such a Supercross-only guy, you know? And uh, there's another year in 95 here at Southwick. He just kills him. Southwick. You know, in the roughest area. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but but at this point, I could be wrong, but I believe Henry and MC were right in the points lead, going at it. Like a couple points only separated them until what we'll see later happens. Yeah, they but were, they were battling away. It, it was those two guys that were going to go at it, and uh, and Fro was uh, his usual. Like I said, he was coming under his own, but he was sort of uh, sort of wild, kind of sketchy out there in the track a little bit. There's Albie, right side up forks. Right. Conventional, <laughs> conventional forks right there. Check the straight back action coming out of the corners, just full Euro style. Yeah. Over here. Uh, look at Larocco going at it. And uh, how about the dust? Look at the dust Dude. and the hard pack, almost blue groove. I know. You wouldn't even recognize it if you went back there today. Like it's the. All these national tracks have improved a ton, uh, but on the other hand, the national tracks now are almost all the same soil. You really can stick with one tire. Whoa, Albie. Albie. There's a surprise. The tracks nowadays, they're all the same. So if you're good at that particular ruddy, damp soil, you're good everywhere. Here, you know, you would have a track that was loamy, and then you would have a hard pack one and a sand one. It was just a little more. It was a lot different back right. then, for sure. I couldn't even imagine, you know, what would uh, – Stewart say if he was coming from like seventh place and had to eat some of this dust and what would he say when he got off the track I wonder uh yeah I think he would say that he was uh he was out he was <laughs> he was not gonna race he was super cross only guy I remember look at uh, Fro squaring him up oh <laughs> no love loss between these guys back then either they were uh, going at it pretty good they battled and then in the off season I think they were buddies in the offseason. Yeah. There's probably yeah. a few things that we don't even know about in the offseason. Getting back to uh, – I mean, we, we rented Glen Helen one time, and it was probably 10 times better than this, and the guys went home. They went home. Reedy and Villeman went home. They were disgusted with the track. And it looked it looked, it looked better than this right here. Yeah. And they went home. They were like, we're not riding here. We're over it. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't know you could do that, but you could just, <laughs> as a factory rider, you, if you didn't think the track was up to snuff, you just went home. Oh, how times have changed. Oh, I know, huh? Yeah. I know. And so now we got Albie, like, just, he always pinned it everywhere, huh? Just <laughs> wide open, you know? That's why I say it was almost like he had something to prove all the time when he was on the track. The guy was so fun to watch because he gave it everything he had everywhere. <laughs> he don't I mean, fell off the back right there. Yeah. There's no, like, cruising and kind of setting somebody up. It's just I'm going now, and I'm going as hard as I can. RT, Brian Manley, 466. Manley, Manley up there in eighth place right now. Pretty good, right? 
That's I mean, awesome. I, I never really knew Manly was that good. You know, Manly was that good, though. You know, he was a, a local Southern California pro who ripped, absolutely mm-hmm. ripped out here. And he'd go to the Nationals. He'd go to the ones that he wanted to go to. And he was always running up front. He was an awesome starter, so he'd always be at the front of the pack. Uh-huh. And then he would... He was just a great rider. He'd hang in there and he'd do good. And uh, and also too, uh, this was near the end of the season, I believe, or, or half. Bradshaw had made his comeback, 114. And what, as a kid in Canada, I was like, "Hey, everybody, it's over. Bradshaw's back. You may, just everybody get used to seconds and thirds." He didn't really do it though, huh? No, no. Like, I think he realized, you know, at about the you know twelve minute mark when your arms are a little pumped up and your stomach's maybe cramping. He's like, man, that time I took off was kind of fun. I think I'll just kind of finish where I need to finish and go from there. Yeah, he never dominated again. Never came back to to the guy that we remember. No, and you know it's a shame because he was insane to watch ride Bradshaw was, in his heyday. He was yeah. the man. His style and just everything about him was cool. Uh, look at Alby. Alby flat tracking around the outside. Two dangerous guys right here. <laughs> <laughs> look at him. He's off the track now. Oh, oh here comes Emig. Is Emig going to cross over on him? Yeah. Oh, no, no. no. But yeah, he didn't get a chance to yet. Yeah. Uh, how do you remember doing this year on the Nationals? Do you remember having any great you finishes? Know, yeah, I actually had some yeah. good ones. I remember at, uh, I think, Hangtown maybe. And, you know, it's funny you were talking about Bradshaw. I remember mm-hmm. having him. I was ahead of him, like, a, about, you know, five seconds ahead of him, and I had him marked on the track. And yeah. every lap, that was kind of my goal was to stay ahead of him. That was probably his first race back, you know, yeah. before he, he got in a little bit of race shape. But so you were I did all right that year. Yeah, right. the next year, 96, is where I did pretty good. But, but yeah, 95 was a fun year. And uh, I just did a, a podcast with LaRocco. And I asked him about his favorite bike. You know, I asked you, I asked a lot of these guys, favorite bikes, 95 Cowie 250. Was it? I guess because he wasn't on a Honda. <laughs> is, that what you're, is that what you're saying? Exactly. Uh, exactly. He wasn't on a Honda. But, uh, yeah, 95 Cowie, man, that was it. He loved it. That was a trick bike. Remember, they had the real gold Kayaba forks mm-hmm. and all the works parts that were so cool looking. Yeah. yeah. I had a 94, and it had a really good motor on it. Pulled, pulled strong. But, oh, Kurdowski, first time we've seen him. And uh, near the end of the moto, too, so no, probably not a surprise. He was a hard worker, hard trainer. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, yeah, that guy worked his butt off. He was always coming through the pack. And froze going backwards. <laughs> <laughs> like, right now, you can see Larocco, uh, Henry, and MC have definitely such, gapped. Yeah, it's just like the stereotypical, you know, race. When you think about these guys back then, you think about the yeah. way they raced and what they did, and you can see it happening right now. Here comes yeah, Kedrowski, the hard worker. Yeah. Emig probably did nothing all week, and he's just such an awesome rider. He's up front. Right. He's going to do what he does. That was a big jump, huh, back in the day? That was huge. That jump, I remember when Buds, I raced at Buds the first few years that it was even, you know, a national, and that was like the biggest jump on the national circuit, you know? Yeah. That was a big, giant uphill double that you just just went for it and came up short. It hurt. Yeah, really, huh? Uh, Um. And it's funny because now they're they're going two and they're one. I bet you now with 450s you might clear all three. <laughs> Those guys are just yeah, they launched the whole thing. Um, basically, uh, look at uh, Henry's uh, catching catching Mike a little bit. MC's right there. When when you think about this era, uh, you know, like Henry 
kind of was right in the mix for a 250 outdoor title a few times, but just never, never got it done until late in his career, almost when he's on the four stroke. You know, Henry but. was amazing. He was always up there. He mm -hmm. always was a guy that you know you knew was going to be up front. Yeah, it, it was weird because even in the very beginning when he was riding Yamaha 125s and Supercross, it was, you know, and traveling around with cats and dogs and stuff in his van. And you're like, Henry. And then sure enough, he'd be up front, you know. Right. And it just kept getting faster cats and faster. And and <laughs> that was that was him, man. He was just, you know, oh, a P hard worker, awesome. Pete Steinbrecher. Steiny. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know all these guys really good, yeah, I guess, from yeah. just being around them, right? Him and his brother just kind of disappeared. Pete and... I wonder where they're at. Who's the other brother? Mark? Um, no. No. Pete Steinbrecher and... See, now you got me off guard. Um, I don't know. His brother was awesome. Yeah, and they just both just kind of just disappeared. They were, they were out. I wonder, they were from Texas, you know. Um, he used to work for Grayson Goodman. I, maybe he's oh, yeah? still working for, for oh. the family or something. Uh -oh. oh, what do we got? Oh, MX Kid. Kid busted bike. Looking around. Something's up. Oh, yeah. Shane Nally, tuned. Uh, um, yeah, he has dropped off the pace, as David Bailey's telling us right now. Um, but these three are going at it. This is uh, late in the moto. Race. Yeah, yeah, we're getting down towards the end. Uh, oh, look, look at Cliff Palmer look in at seventh place. Bradshaw, too, coming up. Yeah. What do you think of when you think of Cliff Palmer? Oh, like, Palmer was my buddy, man. I was used he? To live yeah. With him. We, lived, we both lived at Cooper's house in, uh, in Oklahoma. Oh, watch this. Look oh, at I the quick pit stop. Think any of those guys would do that today? Well, we saw, we saw what happened at Anaheim. One with a broken wheel. Yeah, straight on the first lap, even, and it was straight back to the pits. Well, right. Yeah. Are they done? Wait. Did I miss something? Why are they taking it off the stand, back off the stand again? Oh, I guess we must have missed something there. That was. Oh, Brian Lunas. Albertine ran into him. <laughs> That's uh, the diagnosis from Lunas. Look at Looney talking out of the side of his mouth. Yeah. Pretty serious. Yeah, those are cool Oakleys, too, yeah, back then. Yeah. You were, well, you were don't smile. No, I know, huh? This is serious. <clears throat> serious deal. Uh, but so were you – I had to ask if you are going to talk about Palmer. Were you around when some shenanigans were happening? <laughs> were, you the, were you there? Um, were you wrapped into that? You know, I used to hang out there a lot. Palmer, <laughs> Palmer was awesome. He, mm -hmm. you know, hard worker. Oh, I that know. That kid ripped too. He, he always got good starts. And another guy you would never think would be a, a top guy, and he always was. Yeah, stronger always nationals than, than really Supercross. But you know what? When he was factory KTM, he was making every main. He, yeah. He finished national number ten or something one year. 10 really? Or Twelve. Oh. Yeah. Just he one of those guys that, like, how how, cr how crazy of an achievement that is, and then he kind of just disappeared. Like, you know, like history hasn't treated Cliff Palmer well. You don't remember him that way. but yeah. Oh, look at We got Henry's going to oh, talk gonna... about the bike that he's riding, maybe. Yeah, with your settings. <laughs> <laughs> so when you developed settings, and MC would get a chance to try it. Yeah, yeah he'd, and just, he'd, no, he'd no. try it, and, you know, he was so cool, too, because he'd be like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty good, but he'd always go back to his deal, you know? He, he knew what he could win on, and right. he wanted nothing to do with anything else, really. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but Henry was awesome. He'd go and ride it and, and work with you on it and, yeah. and make sure it was good. And it wouldn't strike me as that type of guy. He stri would strike me more as a ride it, pin it, and ride it guy, like get on and. Yeah, he he was, but he also wanted to work at it, you know. He, mm -hmm. he was, you know, Doug was awesome. He he was a lot different than a lot of the guys. You know, there's guys out there that w could ride Hodakas and still do really good. Some of these right. top guys are just amazing. It doesn't matter what setting they have, they just haul ass. Right. Um, and he's probably similar to that type of guy. I'm sure he could fly on anything, but he also was into it and wanted to make the, make it the best he could. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's interesting, yeah, because I would think he'd be the other type of guy, but uh, MC's on him here. He's pressuring him, and uh, yeah, I think uh, we're going to see something coming up right, coming yeah. up soon. Um, that's going to be an indication of how, how this went for, for Doug. Um, but it's crazy how these guys, this has got to be the 20-minute mark, 25-minute mark, and uh, Still going at it, still, yeah. yeah. Where's Larocco's kind of checked out a little bit? Uh, he's, him up front? Yeah, he's uh, right. No, you can see him. This is coming into the, into the back section here of, of Buds and just a series of off-cameras right there, I believe, is where Tim Ferry passed Steve Ramon at Motocross the Nations. Uh, this is the far back corner right here. The far, yeah, exactly. The far left corner um, right there. Yeah, but they're coming up to this big uphill double right here. When they first made this, 125 guys couldn't even jump it. Really? It was the yeah. two actually, we were on 500s when we would first raced at Buds for the Nationals. The 125s would go single, single, single? Single, 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 and 500 was all you had. Really, it was, huh? It was the jump on the track that you would think about, you know, the whole way around. Mm -hmm. like, you know, you'd be like, oh, no, okay, here comes that jump. What am I going to do? Really, huh? It was, it was wow. Sketch, yeah, man, for sure. Maybe they made it easier, RT, because it doesn't look like these guys are. No, they definitely made it easier. <laughs> that, those first couple years. I busted a wheel on a CR500 on it in the second year they had it. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was that big. Um, wow, that's, that's pretty crazy. And then when, what year do you remember them first having the National Putts? Man, I want to say 89, maybe, 90. Oh, yeah. Were you there? I was at the yeah. first one. Yeah. 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 And it was a 500-125 race back when it was, the series was split. Um, and then what did you think of the track when you first? Did you always like it? Yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was a cool track. You know, it, it was a little bit – I mean, you notice how hard pack it is now. Yeah. It, I almost think it was better this way than the way it is now. Now they disc it up, and it's real soft, and it seems like it gets one rut around the whole track. Right. Kind of hard to pass and real mm -hmm. one line. Back then, at least you had a – you know, mm -hmm. at least it got kind of hard pack, and you could do a couple, couple different things with it. Albia's eaten MX Roost. Right, literally, for 25 <laughs> minutes right now. This whole like, race. The whole race. He has been following Dude, Emig that close. Everything you can. Yeah, like, come on, Greg. Dude, yeah. drop back if you ain't, like. <clears throat> but I guess he wouldn't, right? And he wouldn't at, drop back. Look at the energy that Albie's using compared to Emig. Emig's just like, la dee da just yeah. riding around. And, yeah, Albie's grabbing. just oh. going hard as he can. Grabbing handfuls, right? Yeah. Like, he, he really <laughs> seems to grab a lot of throttle. Yeah, just come close up. <laughs> Just getting it. And is he going to make it here? No. No. He, MA got jumped him there, but maybe he's going to sweep in. No, he doesn't. No. <laughs> the, uh, Had a little bit too much flex going in those forks. Look at, oh. Look at that. I'll be showing them the, 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 how they do it in the GPs. You know MA right now is dead tired. Oh, yeah. Like he's just hanging on right now. Yeah. Um, it's crazy how, uh, too, like, not many spectators. 
you know, like I didn't even notice that. You're right. Take a look. The Nationals, I mean, everybody's everybody talks about how better it was back in the day and everybody was better and tracks were better, bikes were better. The sport has come a long way. This this is filled with people now. Right. Yeah. You know, you can't the road on the way into the pits back then. Right. Right. And it's funny, like uh, the crowds got crowds have been doubled in size i would say you know from back in the day yeah i think you know motocross and supercross are so much more popular too that helps but yeah you're right it's uh it's all sparse people just kind of hanging out by the fences checking it out um i liked oh, who's that oh, look who's coming look who's coming oh yeah beast from the east oh yeah he's coming in his axo gear dude i was bummed as a fan that he couldn't come back and win like, I thought he was, RT. I was really like, it's over. These dudes are about to feel what it's like, you know, like. But I guess the sport, you can't, you just can't take a year off or, you know, almost two years for him. Yeah. You can't do yeah. it, you know. And, you know, he was probably just having as much fun as he could those two years, too. Yeah, yeah on, 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 his big, on his big Yamaha contract. Yeah, I had a bunch of money. Why not? It was kind of funny when I was at Yamaha. Like McCarty and Oliver and John R., I would try to get them to tell me Bradshaw stories, and they wouldn't. They were still a little bitter. Like that 92 loss, they don't really recall Damon in a great manner. Like he broke a lot of hearts, I think. (laughs) You know, I could get him to. Oh, Henry, casing it. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, Doug. What do you think happened there? You think he got throttle lock? A little bit of whiskey throttle. Really? Man. Yeah. But, you know, it was weird because I never noticed. You saw that jump before it. He kind of mm-hmm. cased the jump before, which kind of maybe just Like kinda, in his mind he had to grab more throttle? Yeah, he, he was probably like, man, he's going to pass me right here. i got to get on it. And then when he came into that little G-out section, maybe it just kind of threw him over the back and he was tired and – Dude. I don't know. And, and you, that was I've huge. raced this track. You've raced this track. That is crazy if you've ever been to Bud's Creek. It, 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 you almost can't even describe what he just did if you haven't been over that jump. Right, right. It, you come up to that thing, and you specifically tell yourself, all right, I need to kind of slow way down right here because yeah. you could do that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, – how big was that? <laughs> <laughs> look at oh, look at his shadow right years. here. You can see his shadow. Rocco, Rocco's like, oh my god! That privateer guy had the best view of it. Wonder who that was. We need to find out. Yeah. MC one time in an interview said he just couldn't believe it. Like he just looked up and just saw him skying. You know. Yeah. Last lap, so that you know that was he was tired and maybe just got right a little, a little whiskey. You know that was Doug Henry's heart too, right there. There was no way, you know, he kind of screwed up a little bit before it. It looked like, mm-hmm. and he was not gonna let MC pass him right there. He was going right. And then, uh, what do you think? It was a smart idea to stay on the bike, I guess, right? Better than letting go. No, I mean, absolutely. I mean, you gotta try to ride it out. What do you, you know? You jump off, you're gonna be laying just like that, anyways. You know? Right, right. So you can somewhat less the suspension. <laughs> Look at Doug, just uh, broken back right here you and know, knocked him I, out for I'm a year. I'm sure people listening have had this nightmare before. Have, have you, haven't you ever had that nightmare where you just fly off a cliff? And oh yeah. Like, oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. That, that was it, right yep. there. That's the nightmare. Yeah, I don't think I've ever done it that bad. But I've definitely had, uh, you know, where you come over a dune or, oh, yeah, you know, whatever. Just, and you're just up there just like, 
Oh, rolling the windows down with your arms. <laughs> oh, I think it's rolling the windows up. Uh, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. The, uh, the the guys that I mean, that was just a, that's an insane crash. This is uh, 1995. So this is how long ago? Look at how close those top three are. Yeah. You know, nowadays the leader would be like 25 seconds in the lead usually. Yeah, Fro hung in there. He did. He wasn't as tired as we thought. He uh, he hung Fro's, in there strong. Fro's riding style was so effortless. You know, he was, was it? Such, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was yeah. just such a good rider. He. You know, I, he. You know, we know, we none of us know how good of shape he was ever in. But yeah. He always assumed he wasn't in that great of shape. He didn't seem he, like he would a have trainer. To be, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you just don't go out and get absolutely. Yeah. You know, the guy is gnarly. Right. And uh, and yeah, Mike Mike Larocco celebrates his first win. Look at the fans all over there. I remember that. Check that smile out. I was of those fans back at Melville, yeah. like in the early nineties. <laughs> I was those kids right there. You had your your broom Tioga shirt on or. <laughs> Yeah, my my, my tie-dyed uh, <laughs> uh, shirt. Uh, Doug's still down, and uh, and he's going to be down for a while um, on that. Oh, look at the MC. <laughs> That's the MC Wait, you remember, right? That's him. Yeah. That's him. Funny. Earrings. Ugly-ass glasses. but Dude, they, he looks like Navarro. What's he that? does, the right? Singer, Dave yeah. Navarro. Yeah. Sure. And that was way back then. Navarro probably got the image from <laughs> MC. Copied MC. Yeah. He's got his, you know, baby blue glasses. Didn't he on. have his nipples pierced back then? I think he, he did. Have. He's got the big earring going. I know. I remember Side my sideburns. I remember my dad was like, you know, like he admired him, but he was telling, you know, like son, like you don't be like him, like, you know, he's got earrings. You know what I mean? Like, he was like, look at Doug. Give him the big thumbs up. Yeah. Gnarly. But Doug, you're not okay. Your thumbs tell us you're okay, but you're not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely pretty gnarly. And, uh, yeah, Henry's getting carted off there. Uh, oh, flashback. Maybe you're in this one, oh. RT. Uh, no, these are 125. Oh, 92. Never, you never wrote them? That's uh, – who do we got? 23 is Tishner right there. Yeah. The lead. Yeah. And uh, Fro. Yeah. All shot Fro, really? Wow. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> that, this year he was ripping, man. Well, this is the year LaRocco uh -oh. lost that points lead. Right there. Carburetor fell off. He said he collided with Tishner, and his carburetor got knocked out of the boot. And then his dad put it back in, but they didn't put it in good enough, and it came out, kept coming out again and again. Oh, look at it. Look at it. <laughs> Mr. LaRocco is not happy. Not known for his patience. No. And his Never. demeanor, his calm demeanor. No, he can't. I came off the track at San Jose Supercross one time, and I thought he was going to rip my neck off because I, I got in LaRocco's way. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it when was, was that? Comical. When you were, uh, oh, like, geez, don't even ask me what okay. year. I can't All right. remember. Here we are, Moto 2 on the line. Yep, 29, that was Cliffy. Yeah, there's Cliff. Yeah, and uh, uh, it looks like everybody's. 11. Who's 71 there? I don't know. Dob, 16. <laughs> the Dauber. <laughs> 44 might have been Boyson. Maybe they could. 64. Maybe they go Boyson, like a little quicker down the line while we look. At yeah. Jeez. Come on. We want to <laughs> reminisce on old stuff here. I know. Uh, I only went to Bud's Creek two times with this start, and then after I went, they moved it to the other side, and then now they moved it again. Yeah. Yeah. So there used to be a tractor down there whenever I raced there. Everybody go behind it and pee. Um, <laughs> Good times. 102 uh, with JT Gear. Billy Schlag. Schlag. Billy Schlag, <laughs> who was uh, a local. He a was. Local. He yep. lived right around the Look, corner. another crash. <laughs> Who do we got down? <coughs> I don't know. So Maybe they should you know. not show us. Again. 59? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, Fro with the whole shot. Looking good. 
Um, another thing I remember when I think of Fro and Yamaha in these years were the Illuminate bars, which had just come out, and they were like, blew your mind because they had no crossbar. It was just yeah. amazing. The Illuminates, and I remember the very... Or Pro Tapers, I should say, not Illuminates. Pro Tapers. One of the very first races he did, he crashed going at Gainesville and broke it. And I remember him hiding them and oh, yeah? trying to get it off the side. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> These are not the bars. These bars are no. these bars are not are indestructible. Those things were good though, really good. I know. You know what's funny is uh, people say, um, "Oh, look at that move!" Almost like Fro gave it to him a little bit, huh? Yeah, that was pretty weak, weak effort there. Right? Must not have known. How couldn't he have his first lap? Right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, MC was now uh, with Henry's crash. Uh, Jeremy was in control of the series now. Look at Schlag, tenth place. Look at that. One of the two. I wonder how they... Uh, Palmer, seventh. Cliffy yeah. on it. And, uh, oh, Albie's in the mix again. And then we got LaRocco, Bradshaw, DeHoop. What's wrong with Kurdowski today on this day? There's Dowd. Look at that. We've never seen Dowd all day. Is that Dowd? 14. Yeah. What happened to John Dowd? Why isn't he up there? In right. <laughs> right. This was it. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. That's bizarre. He's factory Yamaha. Telling you, the guys would launch that. They would triple that thing today. But, uh, yeah. Still doesn't look like there's a lot of track maintenance in between motos. No, none. Look at MC just grabbing the brakes yeah. right there. He's rolling that now. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. After witnessing what he witnessed. Oh, poor Doug. Crazy, right? Look at Fro. Yeah. But I think at this point, MC's got him caught. Like, he knows he's not too worried about right, it. You know? Right. He's got the points. And uh, the next year, Fro would win the title after MC hurt himself at Melville. Yeah, I was, uh, no offense to Emig, but I was pretty bummed out about that. Why? Just because it affected my points. <laughs> it's all affected yeah, it's your all points. Me. Yeah, because if if Jeremy would have won the title, I would have had a top twenty number, and because he didn't, I didn't. Really? It, it like booted it, me. Out. Really? Yeah, oh, it was weird how the points. Went. Oh, because MC got a regular number instead yeah, of number one. Right. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Oh. Exactly. So it booted you out of top twenty. It booted me. I would have had twenty nine. I had thirty. You know. Yeah. And that was kind of a big deal back then. <laughs> I wish they went back to that old system where you earned your numbers. Yeah. It was better. It was so cool. It was better. Although, Tim Ferry would now be a three-digit guy. But I, I wouldn't be too pumped on that. But, uh, no, I liked it better. I liked seeing who the new numbers were, who gained, who yeah, lost, you know? exciting. Totally. And, uh, totally. and you, you know, know. Short would have been number one, I think, last year or something, wouldn't he? Yeah. he score more year points before. than anybody? Year yeah. before, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, no, for sure. No, he would have been number two. He's not going to be number one because well, the, champ, yeah, the champs always were number one. But but still, he would have been number two. Yeah, and that would have been cool. And, uh, you know, I mean, no offense to guys like Sellards and Renard and Lampson, but they hung on so long and took their numbers. And Mike Brown, you know, guys want those numbers, man. Like, it's it's sort of, know, yeah. Look at Albie coming in. Yeah, Albie's on it. How did he ever do this year? I don't think he ever won, did he? No, he never won. He didn't start winning till. You know the year he won his title and only won three races? I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, it's better than not three, but he wasn't really the dominant rider that year. 
He just won three races. Very consistent. Yeah, very consistent the whole way. And if you kind of think about it, it's like the last year that Has we... anybody won a national title and, like, not won a race? Yeah, Bale. 91, won 250s. Bale? Bale didn't win a national that year. You're kidding me. Nope. You know how he won his title? He got second at a Hangtown Mudder, and no one else finished. His main guys. No one else of his main guys finished. There's Steve Butler. I worked with him at Yamaha. He uh, was a Yamaha R&D guy, Australian. Still um, there. Still doing yeah, it. I believe Brian Lunas called INS on him back in the day. That was really cool of Lunas to do that. Uh, but uh, anyways, loved Fro too. Worked with Fro forever. Yeah. Fro loved him, and they still talk about this bond they had, this magical bond when they were a mechanic. Butler's awesome. He yeah. still is to this day. Such a nice guy. He is. He is. And there goes MC right by Emig. Uh And Albie's... Staying strong. Well, look at that. See the bump kick, kick him up. Like, oh, I, I guess I got to stand up now. <laughs> look at the difference. Yeah. Suspension. Totally lower. Yeah. And that's what Bailey's pointing out right now on the audio. Totally lower on the ground. So you're telling me that bike, there is no difference between a 93 and that bike. Swing arm, frame. Frame and swing arm, and uh, well, the linkage was a little bit different. Oh, okay. They so used, they, they used a works linkage that was a real flat ratio, and the shock would bottom out real easy. Mm -hmm. But those acceleration bumps you just saw when Amig and just soak it up. It was yeah. incredible the traction that that linkage let you have. Right, right. Really so good. The reason they didn't ever use it for production is because the bike would bottom out and G outs and off big jumps, which was, you know, if you're a racer, you know, that's fine. It can bottom out. Yeah, um, yeah. But for production, they couldn't have it do that because it would, you know, wear out the frames. and, and So there, there is a – there is a. Uh, you're telling me that the OEMs sometimes develop better things for production bikes but can't use them just for different reasons. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, all the production bikes go through a huge – um, maintenance schedule where they'll, they'll do durability testing mm -hmm. on them and if any little thing is even close to breaking or looking like it's going to break they mm -hmm. can't use it and you know it goes right down to the linkage if the bike's bottoming out a bunch even if there's you know they're not even really supposed to have tire wear on the rear fender for production honda, oh really honda yep. used to make a big deal out of that yeah yeah, yeah. like they just didn't want that it's not right. good for customers to, right. to feel that Meanwhile, the racers are like, for sure, they want it to sit low and traction. And Absolutely, yeah. I mean, interesting. If you hit something big and it bottoms out, well, it's kind of supposed to. You know, you're using yeah. all your suspension. I'm kind of not surprised that Rocco's not winning because, I mean, let's face it, he did just come. Wait, did we miss Fro crashing? Did Fro go down? I didn't see that. I don't think they showed us that. Something happened to Fro. He uh, he dropped back. Albertine's uh, in front of him. Morocco's in front of him. And MC is probably checked out at this point. But Jack's rough. Jack's real rough. They didn't groom it between motos, it looks like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, for a first race back, LaRocco's putting in some good good motos. No doubt about you it. Know, another guy that's, you know, LaRocco was just gnarly. Didn't matter. When was he not? Like, you know, when did you ever see him just mid-pack riding around yeah. the moto? I don't no. think ever. No. Yeah. No, he's always. Maybe I the just, first lap. I just watched he, an old yeah. Supercross the other day. I'm going to do one of these with someone else. And uh, he was literally like 10th on the first lap. And by lap 16, he was in third. Right. Like just. And wasn't that like every race yeah. that year probably. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, Absolutely. 
Jonathan Beasley's getting some good prime spot for Mountain Dew right there. No doubt big money in that in that Mountain Dew contract. Absolutely. Do you think, like, uh, if you were MC and you saw your teammate eat crap like that, would it affect you at all or no? I mean, would you? you because know, that's scary. It's, it, it's got to affect you somewhat. you got to just be like, oh, my gosh. Right? You know? Like, but, uh, well, you know, these – I don't know. One thing I've learned about a lot of the top guys that I've worked with and that I've met, they they think so much different than than kind of normal people. Mm -hmm. They their emotions don't really get to them. I mean, yeah. take LaRocco. he could win the the championship and he'll kind of smile and be like, yeah, right. and he can lose the championship and he kind of is pissed off, but. You know, right. if I won the championship, I'd be doing backflips and and taking everybody to, to party <laughs> that night, and uh, it would be a it'd be all over the news because I'd be going crazy. Right, be all over the um, news. But you know, a lot of these top guys don't let their emotions really affect them. They just they're 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 like machines. They just they just go. I've, you know, I've really noticed that a lot with a lot of the top guys. I'll tell you why you never became a top guy. I already kind of know. Yeah. There's one thing that I know about top racers too. They don't really know. They don't idolize. Not idolize any. They don't know the old racers. They don't follow. They're not fans of the sport. Yeah. And like you are, like you grew up with this, and you're you're very knowledgeable about all this stuff. I guarantee you, when you were out racing, and if you were racing Jeff Emig, you were probably thinking, "Oh my God, I'm racing Jeff Emig." Yeah, that's kind of a problem. <laughs> These guys don't think like that. They do not think like that. They don't know or respect their competitors enough. I think. I'm not saying that's the only reason. I have no, 100% found it's that. so true, and it's I, all part of what I was saying about letting your emotions get to you. They're just, you right. know, winners are, are, you know, they're kind of that way. They, you know, I'd get on the line next to Jeremy, and I was his buddy, mm -hmm. and I'd be like, oh, shit, you know, yeah, yeah. what am I going to do here? <laughs> and it took me, you know, till like, most of my career before I was finally like, oh, it's just another person. Let's yeah. just go, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think you know, I felt like I was a really good rider. We'd go out and test. And, you know, I had DeCoster one time tell me, Honda testing, that I should be winning races. And why aren't I winning races? Because really? when I test with these yeah. guys and when we do durability testing, my lap times were every bit as fast as theirs, if not faster, yeah. every single time. Right. But then I'd get to the race and, and I'd be yeah. getting lapped on the fifth lap. And, you know, that was that was me. Oh, you just said no one could pass there. Look at that. Look at that. He just got inside him. And Sticking inside of Mike. Him. Mike's probably really happy about that right now. Yeah, what's what's rocco has got to come back. Oh, you would think something. so. Oh, Doesn't you would he? think so. Even if it's his first race back. Yeah, you know, maybe he's, if he was healthy, you know right, he'd right. be coming in hot one of these turns right here. Yeah, I don't think you're doing that to him if he's, you know, in the groove. Um, so, yeah, to summarize what we were talking about, I think these guys are kind of dumb. I mean, they're to their surroundings and to what's going on. They're not intimidated. They don't think about it. They're just, you know, they're yeah. like machines. And they, they are. They're like machines. I, I wouldn't go so far as to yeah. say totally dumb. And no. I don't think you mean that. No, I, I don't mean it that way. But absolutely, they're you know they they're definitely like machines. They just they, it's it's just about emotions. I really don't think they let their emotions get to them at all. Yeah. And then uh, what, after DeCoster told you that, you went and tried to hang yourself probably because you were like, oh, man. Like, you know, like. You know, DeCoster used to be so cool to me. I, I tested a lot, you know, with at Honda when he was there. And, and he, you know, he, he was just always really, really nice to me. And, you know, he brought me over to Suzuki when he went. And oh, was he? Like he was the reason why? Like He, he was a big yeah. part of it, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And, uh, 
you know, he, he, when we would test, I was pretty fast, you know, I did, I, I went good when we tested and he recognized that, you know, and he's just like, you should be able to win races, man. Morocco's so mad right now watching Emig pull away, like he's so mad. Emig stands for everything he's not in a racer. Exactly, exactly. He's just powerless right now to stop him, he just can't even. But MC, yeah, a, a perfect day here. Uh, well, not really. I guess 2-1. But uh, pretty much. Bad. Look at him. He's just cruising around. He's yeah. like on a Sunday ride. Effortless. Yeah. This is the MC that, you know, Fox gear, yellow, red rider, or red rider gear, you know. Oh, yeah. That was badass back then. <laughs> Number three. Did he, uh, what bar band did he use? Always use the same bar bands and everything? I think they were 966s. Yeah, and he always just they ran were, it. Uh, yeah, Renthal 966s, I think, was the number. And here he comes, coming up to grab the overall. Yeah. And the party is on the night in, in, in uh, Waldorf, Maryland. <laughs> you know it. You know it. I remember when he, yeah, he switched to Spy, I think, this year. Was it that year from Oakley to <laughs> yeah. Spy? That was a big deal. That was the Moto a, 2 results, Albi. Yeah. Good, good job. Albi busted up into second. See, Bradshaw went like 5-5 five, five on the day. Like, yeah. He didn't really learn too much about Bradshaw and his comeback. Oh. Where was Larry Ward all day? Where was John Dowd all day? You know? Dowdy, we showed none of Dowdy. What's up with that? Check the hairdo. Walking yeah. seagulls right there. Yeah. Yeah, he'd like to get a first place. He just said, uh, no doubt he would. That's probably his best moto of the year, though, I bet, you know, because I don't remember him ever getting seconds. I don't know. He was, I think he was up there. Uh, his he was first always battling. He just remember that year he crashed a ton. Yeah, he first race, he uh, he broke his wheel. I remember that at Gainesville. It was like a, like a big deal because it was, you know, he was going to come over and show everybody what was up. <laughs> No, DeCoster thought so anyways. You know, one, one, one. Yeah. Three wow. world titles. I like how he fits, tries to fit in, though, bringing the Biafi gear. The Biafi yeah. gear. I yeah. was going to comment on the Biafi <laughs> gear. Yeah, that stuff was. Yeah. You come from Europe, they're trying to make an image. And, and, you, and you wear, wear Biafi. Biafi. <laughs> I think he didn't he wear a Biafi helmet, too. He did. Which was probably the dorkiest looking helmet ever. Manly. Ever. Tenth overall. Brian Manley. Who would ever thunk it? Is the man back and he's three-digit here, so but he had been two-digit, so you know he had a bad year, and he still comes back as a three-digit. Yeah. He probably earns another great number. You know? Yeah, yeah. There used to be a practice track at, by Bud's Creek called Quasco, uh -huh. and it was the funnest track I think I've ever ridden. It was Part of it was sand. The rest of it was loam. It went up through these trees. It was so much fun. We used to stay there and, and uh, just ride for like two weeks because it was so good. Yeah. I don't remember that. I don't remember anybody. Ever you know, Norfolk, that. his mechanic lives right down the street from that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the Norfolks are, are from there. And uh, Pastrana's not far away either, from what I know. Yep, yep. But uh, look at that. Henry, uh, yeah, he was right around the points lead. See, Kurdowski's third. He just had a bad day. Yeah, like, out, he was fourth. Right. Come on. That's kind of weird. Well, Kyle and seven. Yeah. See any of Kyle hardly. Yeah, they really focus on too much, uh, too many other guys here, I don't think. But, uh, hey, well. Year, one of the years before this, just <coughs> real quick, we were at Norfolk's. We were all staying there. It was when Jeremy was still on peak. Mm -hmm. And Jeremy Buell was there, and the Smale was there, Lance Smale. <laughs> Smale, yeah, yeah. 
and uh, Grayson Goodman. Um, man, there was Cliff Palmer. There was a bunch of us, and we had these mini bike races out. In Norfolk has this huge grass lawn out mm-hmm. in front of their house, and they had this old Z50, but one of the super old ones with no suspension, nothing. Right. And we had these timed <laughs> mini bike races out there, and we ended up blowing the rear wheel up. And Norfolk's dad made a, a wheel spacer and bearing out of wood, and we were out there <laughs> till three in the morning trying to beat the trying time. to beat each other's time on this thing, just crashing our brains out. And, and, and this is going to be no surprise to you, but Jeremy was the fastest every time. Yeah. Would beat us. <laughs> With the and wooden was, bearings. Yeah, yeah. And, and it wasn't like, you know, he was just racing me. There right. was no, other no. full blown, you know, didn't matter. Yeah, guys, yeah. And he's still <laughs> on this old piece of crap. Z 50 would beat everybody. Oh man. But it was good times. For yeah. Sure, though. Well, Hey, uh, thanks for doing the uh, Pulp MX commentary. Look back at uh, 95 butts Creek. Thanks RT. Absolutely. We'll do it again.